Alright, here we go with after party number 152. Actually, no. 52. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. <laughs> what? We're only on episode 158. How? Have I been in cryo sleep? You guys are like, wow, really? I guess I'll just accept it. <laughs> it feels like 152, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so after party 152. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Wait, we're talking about episodes 156, Crowded with Corpses, 157, Meaning of a Chase. I like that one. 158, Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah, I botched that one up. Pretty good. Yeah, we'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crowded with Corpses. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good band name. Good that is a good name. band name. Yeah. What genre do you think they'd be? Metal. Heavy metal. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Metal. I mean. Uh, you can have corpses in the title of a jazz band, right? Blues, maybe? Mm. Mm. If you mm. uh, like put a little accent on the E, you could. Corpses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You need, if it's metal, it's got to be umlauts. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> As he's wearing an Iron Man shirt. You need to get a Viking in there right. somewhere as well. <laughs> so where'd we start out on 156? Uh, we were kind of giving Shaft a barking stone and a lock of hair and stuff like that, you know. We were invisible and infiltrating the den. I have to say, I love it when we're all invisible. <laughs> and we're trying to do things like <laughs> hand stuff to each other. <laughs> I look at where I believe Falzern is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you kind of forget how difficult that would really be. It feels like stone, but looks like hair. And it's like, well, it, looks, it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting little conversation we had there before heading down the, the dark hallway to the... Uh, to the danger. We let you do your thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, what you're I, good at. You did hand me a lot of stuff to carry with me just to make two me feel things. more comfortable. Just two things. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, sort of went down through the room to try to find out who was being held captive. I think uh, I almost feel bad that we, when we do Pass Without a Trace. And yeah, like 35 <laughs> on your stove. <laughs> I sort of feel like this, you know, we can hand wave the walking to the thing. Plus, you can walk between their legs, apparently, or whatever, the medium creature. Like, it's pretty yeah, I unfair. didn't know that was a thing. And, That's and really like, cool. When John suggested his plan, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. This is absurd. And But but also, I mean, like you said, Pass of the Trace makes anything like that kind of a joke. Especially when you're invisible on top of that. Well, invisibility gives you advantage on the rolls, right? right? So you have advantage plus pass without a trace. Plus so it's 10. like, yeah. come on. Well, the, <laughs> the way we play at invisibility gives you advantage, but rules is written oh. invisibility doesn't give you advantage automatically. What to do? All it does is allow you to hide in plain sight, like to take oh. the hide action. Yeah, yeah. Really? But, yeah, technically. So you're just mm. screwing our rules up forever. This is the only thing I've ever known. I didn't realize that was a side rule we came up with. I always thought it was what it was. It's I, it wasn't it was not, nothing that we actually discussed and was as a variant. It was just like we just played it that way, and as such, just no. not how we. Just, well, maybe I played it wrong, and we just said it. <laughs> no, but I, I mean that's always been the way I've done it too. I mean, I, oh, I always okay. just thought that kind of makes sense for sure. Yeah. 
Like if armor gives you disadvantage, invisibility gives you advantage. Like, come on. You'd think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I yeah, I think it's just because like you, you when you think about it, it's like you're very focused on the visual uh, sensory, right? Where just because you're invisible doesn't mean your armor is any less less clanky, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So so it rules is written when it, it it allows you to hide in like a lit open room because you're invisible you can take the hide action and try to be undetected that way because I, I i suppose the hide action also infers being as quiet as possible which also a stealth check does does too right but hmm. but i don't know whatever it, it's what it is what it is yeah yeah i can see that perspective i like the being invisible doesn't necessarily make you quiet and being stealthy and sneaky is largely I mean, there's the visual part of it, but there's also the noise part of it. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the way, I mean, like there's kind of the the corridors that you were all creeping down, right? And you don't have you don't have the line of sight on every corner and around every corner and or, or, or on the other side of every door, the you know closed door. So, but what can permeate is, of course, noise in a you know stone long hallway. Uh, mm. I think really the the whispers. noise, right? Whis- yeah, whispers should have maybe carried a little <laughs> better. But uh, <laughs> you talk about shatter. <laughs> 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 yep. So we made it over in there. Saw, found out it was uh, Brawn that was being held captive. A little anti magic field thing going on in there. We had Hannah in the room and some. You know, six-fingered studly guy statue. Six-fingered. And six-toed. And, and six-toed. Six Don't forget the toes. You know what And I'm backward saying? knees. <laughs> yeah, backwards knees. Does that get you going, Emily? The things that backwards he can do knees. with those backwards oh, knees, gosh. let me tell you. No. When oh, Leland no. <laughs> described that Hannah looked sleeping if we didn't know that we had murdered her, I was like, oh, crap. She's, like, alive again or something. <laughs> like, I was so nervous. <laughs> Well, that's why I went over to, to make sure. I was like, wanted to make sure they didn't revive her somehow. Yeah, that's what I was worried about as well. So I got a question. Why the anti-magic field in an area where there's a lesser demon being praised? I don't know. To, is it because if some shit goes down that you don't want it to go down, you can have some protection? Oh, also in that area were prison cells. So what other extra oh, way to yeah. keep... Otherwise, I mean, Bronn... Could have gotten his way out of there if he had all of his abilities. Also, I don't know if Mia or I don't know if Elena or any of the rest of you kind of picked up on that, but when you tried to scry that second time on Braun and it failed, that's why it failed because I had was... a feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like the Niyogi, too, trying to mind control that sort of stuff, like protects them. Well, I mean, they do have magical capabilities. Um, their mind control isn't. I, I, isn't yeah. it a spell? No, it's not a spell. Mm hmm. Okay. So whether that would still work in an anti-magic field uh, has yet hmm. to be tested. <laughs> but I, I would, I will say that your circlets would not function in an anti-magic field. No. So I'm not sure you would want to try to test both <laughs> theories at the at same, same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Hmm. Hmm. So, so what do you think was going on with Hannah? What do you think they just uh, laying her to the rest and? I got the impression, yeah, that it was less like they weren't trying to perform a ritual that had an expected outcome or anything like that. It was more so just like, a, you know, 
funeral paying their respects type thing and they happened to say some sort of like chanty prayer or something or other yeah it was like a it's like a wake may the road rise up to meet you you know but me uh mm. not Neogi. uh jackal wear style <laughs> prince of darkness <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm still i'm very confused i mean we'll get there i'm very i don't know what she wanted with me i'm elena has no idea so therefore mia has no idea so i don't know why bronze in there they had this neogi splayed out on the table there what do you think yeah what was the deal with that that makes a little bit of sense think about how many like the libraries of heracleon had very little information about neogi so like potentially they're just looking for answers looking for you know what i mean just like studying sort of learning what they're dealing with i don't know so you think Hannah was on the side of the Nyogi, or she was just being... Uh... I think Hannah's on Hannah's side. Yeah. yeah, she definitely was working with them, though. like Because it benefited her. Yeah. But then maybe when it didn't, or it was starting to annoy her, right? Because the Darklings are all gone, and they were her, like, minions, right? She's like, let me learn how to conquer these guys and flayed one out. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what do you, I mean, what do you know about Hannah's interactions with the Niyogi to date? What have you learned about that? Maybe it ate, like, one of her necklaces or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ate an amulet. <laughs> that tracks. That's a good, that's a good, good theory. The only thing we know about her interactions with Niyogi is that she, she was had them. a deal with them, supplying them, well, originally supplying with them other people. And then with the Darklings to stay out of her area, I think. I don't know what she was getting in I return. I believe it turned into Darklings. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But what was she getting in return? Maybe just Leaving a promise that they'd leave her alone. Yeah, who knows? Maybe there wasn't actually like any... I would think she'd want more than that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She was a pretty powerful like crime lord or whatever. Mob boss, whatever you want to classify her as. Yeah, I don't I have know. a splinter in my hand. I think I have one in mind too. It's hard. I can't see anything. <laughs> you guys been shaking now that hands. you've replied to this, it has to stay into the after party. Great. <laughs> There's this little mark on my finger that hurts and it's red, but I. Yeah, right there on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Both of us should take tomorrow off of, off of work. Maybe we should dissect you too. Figure it out. Oh, <laughs> but I didn't need any necklaces. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's not even go. Uh, Bill, just don't taunt me like that. Just, just. You're not going to trick me into sifting through your shit again, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. <laughs> I like how weary Falzarin was of this magic field, like putting it, he wouldn't put it in his bag with his oh, books yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like. I think he's cautious, yeah. It makes sense. And then he's like failing on checks and he's like, I'm not used to carrying these books. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've already had to destroy one bag of holding, okay? I don't want to lose another. <laughs> so I noticed um, a bit of confusion that's something i didn't want to clear up because i think this has been pretty well like explained by incremental details kind of gained throughout the the campaign but so therefore we completely missed it mm-hmm. well <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a point where uh you were asking if or sorry there, there was a point like b- right before the jackals kind of 
lured the Niyogi closer in to to pincer them basically in the in the little hallway, right? You kind of asked if the if the jackals had had tattoos on them after, you know, it seemed things had gotten quiet and Shakara had kind of posited that, well, maybe the Niyogi, like they're starting to enslave him kind of thing. So it's, it has been explained and, and as you've inspected dead creatures with tattoos that the tattoo is just like a normal, it's a normal like ink tattoo. There's nothing magical about the tattoo itself. So how do you, I mean, what, what, are you thinking when someone gets mind controlled, right? Like the, the, the tattoo, my point is the tattoo doesn't just magically appear. Like it's actually applied like a normal tattoo would be. Okay. So in case that wasn't clear, right? So as soon as they're mind controlled, some tattoo doesn't just magically appear. Ex- yes. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly See, my, that's my now, point. Now yeah. I think I knew that, but then also I expected it to magically appear still. It's like the Neogi are taking them out and getting them drunk, and then they get a tattoo, right? Yeah, yeah they get a yeah. mom tattoo on their on their, yeah. on their right shoulder. Well, and again, like jackal wears obviously can have a humanoid form too or whatever, so it's like maybe the humanoid has a tattoo. I don't know. Hey, no, I mean that. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense too. But just I just wanted to clear that because like, yeah, because it like it had yeah. like you've all you've investigated and and have uncovered that. I mean, obviously you, you haven't you don't know what. The exact process is of the application. It's like one of those stickers that you have to have a wet sponge. That's right. Hannah it's just tat- a temporary, it's temporary tattoo that <laughs> the Niyogi carry them around with them just in case. <laughs> They've got the temp- they have Here, pockets. hold this on your head with a sponge for a while. <laughs> do you have a Um We do know, because when I met Horik, at least in my backstory, you can still have, the tattoo remains even if you're not mind controlled. Because they haven't invented laser removal yet. Yes. So, again, the tattoo doesn't mean they for sure are. Just likely. And just the, the lack of a tattoo doesn't mean they exactly. for sure are Yeah. Did anyone... <laughs> Leland asked... I'm not sure anyone answered the question Leland asked about what we know about Hannah's interactions with the Niyogi. Emily and I did. What was the answer? She was supplying <laughs> <Not much>. them... <laughs> So, Joel, just, okay, I'm going to clearly lay out what you all have. Yes, please. <laughs> if you could bullet point the points, that's helpful for and me And this as well. is all from Jolvi, right? Because, again, Hannah is dead. You never had a chance to speak to Hannah about this deal that you've learned of after her death, right, from Jolvi. But Jolvi has said that the Darklings were doing, had all, have, you know, the Darklings have always worked for Hannah. Even before Niyogi were involved, whatever Hannah's association with the Niyogi are, Niyogi or the Darklings were basically Hannah's like workforce, kind of for lack of a better. I term, like right? to call them minions because they're little minions. I like it. Okay, so think of that. <laughs> so then cute. the Niyogi come along, and Jolvia says, "Well, she had her minions start providing the Niyogi with people." And that's how we got captured in the beginning. Right, exactly. And you ended up in a Niyogi wagon, about almost got shipped off up into the mountains. And then things progressed, and Hannah offered the Niyogi her minions. And, and right, so so there's this clearly there is this 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 growing demand that you know on the Niyogi side, and 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 Hannah has up until this point continued to 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 placate basically right yeah even at the expense of losing her minions which me makes me think that there's a bit of fear on hannah's side unless she's getting something fantastic in return 
and what that may or may not be, you, you, you've seen no evidence of, or, 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 I mean, and Jolvi had no idea either, right? Mm-hmm. So then there was, uh, there was, uh, we're jumping, jumping a little bit ahead to, to 158 with Mia's solo, um, conversation, drunk conversation with Bron. If she wants me. <laughs> Bron had posited, well, if Hannah would give the dark clings to the Neogi, what else would she give them? Yeah. I don't know. And she wanted me, and they want me, and I don't know why. Seems bad. Mm-hmm. And now you have, clearly you stumbled upon some type of breakdown in relations, because, I mean, the jackal wearers are also Hannah's minions. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. a different sect of minion, but clearly still uh, very closely associated with Hannah. And obviously, from seeing the the little little prayer or, or memorial or funeral or whatever you want to call it at the at the statue with her body they're very close like they 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 hold hannah in a very high regard and there was also a little bit of that braun was able to recall with mia in 158 about gratz which was this figure of this the statue was depicting and you know the the hierarchy uh, under gratz basically you know gratz then Hannah is one of one of many chosen, and of course, under Hannah are the the jackal wears. So there's like this hierarchy of of uh, you know a tiered system, a pyramid system for 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 grats <laughs> with the jackal at the bottom, jackal wear at the bottom, and now the darklings may be below them on the very base of the period pyramid, but no longer there. And now the pyramid's starting to crumble because now Hannah's gone and you've seen this breakdown in relations between the Jack Aware and the and, and the Nyogi here that you've stumbled in, right? So I, I wanted to ask you another question too. Um, maybe I can save that if we had more to talk about for 156. But was it, did you all find it interesting just kind of being outside of observers of the the fight between the Otiag and the Nyogi and the Jack Aware? Yes. Yeah. We kind of like, I followed Shikara's lead. Like I was like, oh, they're just destroying each other. Let's let them fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably prefer it if um, all the fights moving forward were like that. <laughs> <laughs> so all the bad guys just take themselves out. You know, we'll just stand back and, and pick up the stragglers. We're like little uh, invisible, pass without a trace voyeur people that are just sort of looking at everybody else doing things. That sounds like a great plan. Great for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was an interesting situation because I I felt like, okay, when do we step in here? Like, you know, there's, I don't know. It, it, it presented in a sort of unusual uh, choice that you don't usually have to make in D&D or I don't know that we've ever had to make before. Like, both of our enemies are killing each other, but we we probably should step in at some point because... Let them kill one of them, and then they're weakened, and they're hurting, mm-hmm. and then we kill them. Easier. Boom. I would have probably let it go a couple more rounds. I would have too, but I was following Shakara's lead, so I think Mia would have just been like, all right, we're doing this, and like throwing her hammer like she did. So I was afraid that if the Adiog defeated all the jackals, and it was us against it, it would have a better advantage, and potentially could really do some damage to one of us. So if we attacked it while it was still defending itself against the jackals, the jackals might not de- attack us. They might continue attacking it. Yeah. Thinking that maybe we were on its their side. And then we could all take down the stronger thing together. And then we could easily wipe out the jackals that were left. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But it worked out well in the end. 
overall it was it was a fun uh that was a fun encounter i enjoyed running around and exploring this area while also like fighting and running from the neogi and that whole situation what the chase you mean or are we still talking about yeah what are we doing yeah i guess i'm kind of bundling them all together but yeah I consider these whole like tunnels as sort of one big encounter, if if that makes sense. To be honest, I was pretty afraid we were going to get in there. There was going to be empty prison cells, and he wasn't going to give us Braun or my dad or whoever. And I was going to be like, great. <laughs> that would have been that would have been mean, honestly. I, I mean, <laughs> there's a chance that like from the beginning you knew where he was and he's not there or something. So I, I mean, who knows. That's true. Yeah. I mean, what if he was just like upstairs and you, yeah. I mean, you all kind of beelined downstairs. <laughs> He's just like up at the bar having a drink. And that's <laughs> where Mia wanted to when we had the miscommunication in the previous episode. Mia was like, we probably should check through the palace's rooms. He's like, no, if there was a prisoner, they'd be for sure down here. It's like, okay, I'll follow Shaft. But I was like, he could be in the S&M room just bound up somewhere, you know. <laughs> Just forgot about after after you killed Hannah. She was the only one that knew he was there. He was and he's tied just, up. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. He's got a ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> he, he requested the hardcore S and S and that sort. He went but down like, there. Who knows that's... when I come back? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bron doesn't have a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you made out with uh, the anti-magic device, which you learn about its uh, abilities uh, in the next, the following episode. Um, it's, it's cool. I hope you can figure out how to, to utilize it in interesting ways. Yeah, I think the, the biggest downside is just that it's so stinking huge. <laughs> yeah, and it is damaged, which, which remind me to, to give you how much HP and, and its AC. I forgot to give that to you, but. Yeah, I put a couple of arrows into it because I was going to turn it off. Yeah. And then I thought, okay. this is pretty powerful. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, think of if your arrow went right through to the eyeball. But luckily you could close it off because if you couldn't, if you didn't have a way to close it off, then we <laughs> would just be another way to kill Falzern easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, yeah, it would be unusable for the party. Here, Falzern, carry this I mean, around. you all have magic that you use. It would shut off all your magic, right? Like, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so but the interesting thing about that though is even if you made it if you put it in like uh position two or whatever one it was that made the the cube originating from it and you were standing behind it like you can't shoot magic into the field right so any spells you cast to try to hurt somebody inside of that field will not hit the person so the field even protects them like it can shut down a caster i mean if you had had this against Allard, though, like it would have been a mm-hmm. joke right you would have shut him right down it's more defensive. Sword still works. It's defensive like a uh, beholder, right? Sword still works, but it would be a normal sword. Still sharp. <laughs> Spoken still like Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, I think you'd be pretty disappointed you're walking around with uh, your little dark paladin blade that does a D8 because it's a broadsword or whatever <laughs> instead of a 4D6, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a whole 2D6, thank you very much. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> i didn't like i mean if we're gonna kind of move on to like the battles fought we got to get Braun out of here i didn't like being the one in front deciding which way to go why it's really hard like 
we're looking at a map on roll 20 everyone and, and like listener i you know braun and i are up ahead like one action almost ahead of everyone it's like do you go right or left go left and we run into this wall stairs thing okay so then go right and then we run into barricade i don't know i didn't like that um because in role play yeah like you and john and like in general you guys could be like you should do this but like in role play we're trying to stick pretty true and we weren't metagamey and it's like up to me what would mia do and it's just like a lot to think about and i wasn't even taking a turn or using spells i just like every turn was like Right or left, right or left, flip a coin. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It got stressful so for me. Why, Elena? Why did you think? Why did Mia think that Bron would have extra knowledge about these tunnels? Because you asked him a couple times. I don't know. Maybe I thought he was like dragged down into them, or like I didn't really know why he was in Drukal till after the whole thing, and I asked him. So I didn't really know how he ended in up in there. So I thought maybe he came in and got caught, or like I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. Like yeah, because I actually didn't really think about that. Because that's a good point. Because I'm like obviously like, what do you mean you 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 came down the spiral staircase from the from the club? Like clearly that's, that's not how he necessarily came in. how he came in though. So I'm yeah. Like, no, I that know. totally that totally makes sense. Like if he was brought in by Darklings for sure, he wouldn't have gone in through the club. So I you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would have used I mean, the tunnels. The the timeline on like when. Well, and I don't know when the darklings got. Yeah, right. Exactly. Although you know, though, like you were in, it's been within a, in a couple of weeks because you know it happened very quickly. Obviously, because right. You, the last time the party was in Drukal, the darklings were in operation. Yeah, and like he doesn't. He it was long enough that he lost track of time, and then until I knew him and Shaft knew each other, like Shaft might actually know when that was, but you know he's kind of been in this isolation solid to solitary sort of thing where he's lost track of time so i don't know apparently he looks bad so that's not cool but i did i made the decision because we had like broken our play sessions up where we started the chase in a new play session uh as a group right i think and I was like, I made the decision I was going to use my heal spell on him no matter what. Like, no matter what he looked like. He's my brother. I'm going to use, like, my new high-level spell to give him, like, 70 hit points or something. Yeah, that's wild. That's an impressive spell. Well, and I think it's because I had the spell slot because I didn't do the feast. And so then later I'm like, remind me to do the feast. Don't forget to do that <laughs> next <know>. morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess Shakara had a point, too, like, or Emily, maybe even it was just like shatter is really loud and bringing attention. But I was like so pissed off to see my first Neogi in how many months as Mia that I just like obliterated it. <laughs> like I picture a Neogi in the microwave exploding type thing <laughs> from the vibrations. <laughs> I, I really like just picturing. Shakara and like shaft braced against the door and the jackal wears like trying to claw into it from the other side. Yeah. That door thing was cool. Like I thought that was an interesting way to role play that situation for sure. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I th- think Emily was uh, a little disappointed with the latter half of effect of Hex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Hex. Yeah, let's so talk about Hex. Let's talk about Hex. Hex should baby. not be used the way I used it. Let's talk about It was you. not effective. Hex is for more when you have somebody in your sight, you're going to attack that one person until they're dead. 
because you get to do extra like damage. Like Isabella, save that. Let's go. Oh, I can do it again. It's not a one time and done thing. Oh, I, I mean, can do hexes. Izzy, let's get her. Let's go. Shikara can do hexes. She can have <laughs> so. hex any time that she wants. <laughs> I can have hex any time that she wants. And I have hex however I want with whoever I want, whenever I so, want. So as a hex blood, Emily gets a, basically a free hex a day, but you can also uh, you can also spend slots on it too, right? Yeah. So you get the free one a day, and also hex works. Hex is, is is very is akin to Hunter's Mark, where you get the extra damage, and if that hexed or Hunter's Marked person dies, you can use your bonus action to move it to another target. Assuming, and this happened to me in in a, a last play, I was when I was playing Baby Izzy in the Strahd campaign, <laughs> I hexed a thing and killed it in the same round, so I couldn't switch it because I had already bonus action for the hex, oh, and I couldn't no. move it because I didn't have the bonus action to move the fucking thing. So then you lost. So I lost. I, well, I, I used my free one because she's a warlock, and I'm not burning one of my two <laughs> slots on a hex. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but so the la- I mean the latter half of hex is of course giving them disadvantage on a, 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 sk- a, a skill check with an associated ability, which obviously doesn't mean saving throws but i do think in that instance like if if things were a little different you hex the jackal on the other side and give them disadvantage on strength skill checks that's trying to bust the door down that's real good because even in that same situation if you gave the one you saw which would have been the one at the front disadvantage the people behind them basically kind of doing the same thing that chap was doing for shikar was like would have been essentially giving help because i'm only doing one roll to push the door down right so it boils right. it down so that would have just made that advantage into a, a normal roll versus your advantage which is also mm. pretty good but i mean ultimately didn't end up holding the door for very much longer after you put the hex on the guy right right well, i was trying to get everybody far enough away so then when we drop the door we could run and then falls are in could lay some you know some kind of a because you're in a hallway right so it's a if we had like wall of fire that you could shoot down the the middle of the, you know, the thing, they're going to take a ton of damage as they're trying to get to you. So the idea was to run away and then have them have to fight through things, like we did with wind wall, and I think you did uh, gravity. Falsman, uh, unfortunately, sinkhole. doesn't. Yeah, sinkhole doesn't really have anything like that actually. But you did fireball, gravity sinkhole. Fireball, yeah. I don't. I don't have like a straight line effect spell. The other thing I was thinking is I could have thrown up a wall of force. It's a high-level spell to burn, but they're stuck. They're not getting through. That we, Yeah, that, that completely would have would have stuck them for sure, yeah. Yeah, like a 10-foot hallway. If you shot it right down the middle, then they can't go within five feet on either side, right? Is that the way that works? Or is it, it's five foot on one side. Well, the wall of force itself, you can make the wall of force huge, but you can just wall of force and block the whole hall. Yeah, oh, block everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been dope. I mean, you would have had, so had you done that, what would have alternatively happened is instead of the Niyogi hitting the Jackal wares and fighting the Jackal wares and stopping while you ran away, they would have been pursuing, the Nogi would have been pursuing you, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows how that would have played out too. It could have been different. Yeah. I, I prefer Jackal wares pursuing us. Yes. Less yeah. mind controlness. That's the, that's the thought they're I much, have. They're much less mind controlly, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the jackalwares had any magic ability either, did they? Other than being able to change shape, they didn't. They couldn't cast spells. They didn't display anything like that. Yeah, exactly. They didn't mm. display anything like that. He says. 
Such a non-answer of an answer. <laughs> they were clawing in the theater, I think, when they knocked me out. Leland should be a lawyer or something. <laughs> Not that you saw. Allegedly. Maybe we'll never, we'll never fight Jack Aware ever again, and you'll never know. <laughs> Britt kind of asked if I was satisfied with how the chase slash Sammy chase <laughs> went. And I think uh, I... I, I and it was really fun playing it, and I think it edited down to sound pretty good, too. Not quite as intense as maybe it felt when we were playing. I think because the problem with, with what we were really doing is you were running through a maze, essentially. That's obviously very visual. That's very difficult to uh, describe in the podcast medium that so it doesn't become monotonous. Well, 20 feet down to the right and then 20 feet down another straight passageway to take a left for another 40 feet. And then I'm going to run right. And I've come to a set of stairs that I will descend. If I'm I can make my, my seat right now. <laughs> I do feel like we tried really hard to describe what we were doing. I think we did good with that. However, it was visually just like so daunting. Like I said, that's what I didn't like. I'm like looking at this like crap it goes this way it could go this way what if that makes a loop and i waste my time and my movement like ugh. right because there was fog of war yeah. we didn't see the whole yeah, map yeah. right 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 you only saw it to the limit of your dark vision for whomever which happened to be mia who, who was out in front um i guess the kind of plus though maybe that it played it, it factored in which listening back and editing and i like i you can't it's hard for me to assess because obviously i created the map and i we played with the map and i can picture the map as we're playing it almost like as I'm editing, I can I can literally picture the map in my head and with your tokens and where everyone is as things are playing out. But I hope that even like without the map, that maybe listening to it purposefully, the 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 listener can be a little disoriented because that must be how it felt for your characters running through yeah. this maze of tunnels, right? Like you don't know the way out. I mean, me had picked a direction and went there, <laughs> right? Like and then turned around. <laughs> well, yeah, you did. There was a, it was, I made a very large map with a number of other things that had you went in different directions, you would have uncovered different types of information as far as what's going on down there. You revealed it to us after and we were like, what? We could have gone on forever. Well, even you could have went any direction. I needed to have something, right? We got pretty fortunate actually that the, the place that Mia decided to smash through was like one of the best places we could have broken through actually yeah because it had uh yeah it had surface access kind of literally right there which yeah not all the places had um so yeah that was very fortunate there were three ladders or something and then there were other bad guys and stuff too it was like oh man yeah they were they were, they were closing in in pretty quickly um because again i hope that kind of portrays how infested these tunnels are because this was only a small section of tunnels that run out of the whole city yeah yeah it's bad so the concept of the chase, which I, as soon as you mentioned it, I wanted to do it. Yeah, you said, I mean, we could take them, but chase scene. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought being is how would this work? But with, you know, getting the exhaustion sounds, it would sound like fun. But I also wanted to play what the character would do. You're going to get so far. And if you think you can turn and take a few of them out, right, that you, you lure them as far as you can and turn around and, and you know, pump arrows into them or spells or whatever. But then after we went through like three rounds, I kept thinking, this is just like a a fight scene that I don't have to worry about 
opportunity attacks. Exactly. And that's why I sort of changed part of the way through and said, I'm just going to dash because I wanted to get some exhaustion in to make it at least feel more like this was happening because I don't think it was playing out the way the, the, we weren't letting it play out the way the chase was supposed to be. You know, the car's going through the city, you know, and you're trying to get away and you're jumping over bridges and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't happening. It was run a little bit, turn around, bam, bam, bam. I think you and Shikara, for sure. Like, me and Braun were pretty much dash, 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 just looking for a way out. I, I think the whole concept's great. And I think Shikara and I were, I think we were doing well enough to kill enough of them that our thought process was, wait. Let's kill a few before we run 25 yeah. feet. Let's give Mia or whoever whoever is in lead the opportunity to, to find us a way out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where exactly. I was like, I have this spell. I have this spell. And like wishing I was in the back sort of holding them up. <laughs> um, that thought kept happening. But it like story-wise makes sense. Like I've got Braun and of course I'm like, don't leave Braun. And then Shaft leaves Braun. But, you know. <laughs> so okay okay what we'll never leave braun <laughs> i i agree with everything you said john i i agree that the the uh, conceptually a chase sounds great this is not the first chase i've tried to run um this is by far the most successful one that uh, that i've run and i'm not sure if i don't know why i don't know why but my thought on it is the the chase rules in general. Uh, again, they're they're very big. Ba- I mean, there's like two differences, um, and I have a couple things to say about that. The the exhaustion thing in the dashing, the limited dashes is is interesting. I do like that concept, but would that not also be interesting to apply to norm every combat? Yeah, because what's the difference? Uh, like it doesn't feel like right. there's anything different. And the other thing is. The to me the chase rules as written read as the party and the PCs being the chaser, not the chasey. Ah, huh. and that I believe is why it felt the way it did. Because if you were pursuing someone else through these tunnels, then I, then all the the complications. So in the dungeon master's guide, part of the rule set there that gives you like complication tables to roll on depending on the setting. If you're like you're if you're running through a busy market. And, you know, there's wagons that are coming across the road and people walking with panes of glass that you smashed. You know, the, 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 the <laughs> <Yeah>. typical stereotypical <laughs> bullshit, right? So the complications put in were like the barricades and and running down this, the steps that were meant for people shaft size. Like those are my were my versions of the complications, right? Things to, to slow you up and trip you up and that kind of stuff. And I, I think if you were the ones that were chasing the Niyogi through these tunnels, it would have felt it would have actually felt like a chase. So yeah, that right. I believe mm-hmm. is is literally the difference is just because if the the roles were swapped, it would have played out how you imagine how you think a chase should feel more so than what than what we did. Yeah, yeah, being a pursuer is a whole different thing, right? If they're getting sixty feet ahead of us, you'd have to continue, or you're going to lose them. And then you're, you know, with my con, I think I had four times I, I had could like dash. Eight. Yeah, I had six. I think. Well, and with 25 feet with little legs, I'm never going to yeah. catch them, right? That's, yeah. See, that's also the other thing about chases. And I think it, it kind of kind of briefly lays out in the DMG, like, you know, a faster creature is always going to outpace a slower creature. So that's why you put in the complications to actually make it interesting. Because otherwise you're just sprinting down tunnels 
and whoever's fastest is just going to be yeah. out in highest out constitution in wins, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, the, and then obviously the third, uh, the third uh, complication, in addition to the barricades and, and the the dipping stairs, were just the neo the neogi themselves, the infested tunnels where you make enough noise and you spend enough time down there, enough rounds go by. Well, down this other corridor that you may or may not have started down, enemies are going to be on you. I I actually I'm curious to know from your perspective. And David Dave even commented on this with like the every five seconds you mention the sewer smell type thing. From your perspective of designing this and knowing exactly what's happening, did it go on longer than you thought it would till we discovered the sewers were adjacent sort of thing? <laughs> yes. To even listening it, yeah, because listening to it back, it's like he's trying to tell us something. You should pay attention. It's so obvious. And I think we were also in the game like, what is he saying? He's saying something. I... But then you, Leland, <laughs> asked for the survival checks. We didn't ask for it. You did. So you must have hit a point where you're like, I got to give them something more. They're so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> designing this encounter was a little little risky. So there's a number of things. <laughs> One, we saw it play out that the, the – honestly, though, like, it's not much of a hint. It's like I just – I am just – narrating what you are seeing and smelling yeah, and yeah, all your yeah. senses. I just have to give the same narration for every character. And eventually all of your characters did go to the stairs. So I think that also exacerbated like how much it sounded like I was trying to throw it in your face. Yeah. And I did my best of trying to just narrate it as neutrally as I did the first time versus and the seventh it, and time. And it right? was. But at a certain point, you must have gotten a little annoyed. Like, okay. And you gave us like, can you do a survival check? So, so yes, I, I, I did my best to try to judge the pacing of what had happened so far. And we had already had a couple instances of additional enemies coming in and putting pressure on you. I thought a third and then potentially a fourth, depending on how long it goes, instance was not going to add much narratively to the chase scene, quote unquote, chasing that we were playing. out. So, yes, I, I asked for some roles. Um, and also, so I know you, we had kind of said off mic, both Emily and Elena had said, well, uh, I didn't really picture it as being the like semicircular tunnel thing that it ended up, uh, ended up being. And that's not what I was pitching either. When you asked me if it was, I said yes, because I knew it would help you better visualize okay. what you needed to do. Okay. Cause that's not what I had originally. I, I basically had like, uh, you know, like the, like picture, picture a hallway, a stone hallway and the stairs burrowed under it. So you still have this rectangular stone structure that you're just, yeah, yeah. yeah, the the stairs are just, that's what I had in my head. And so, so, I mean, it helped you get to where you needed to go, but also it kind of was like, well, if I had described that right at the beginning, then things would have been totally different, right? Uh, Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say in hindsight, like it's so obvious in hindsight, but it was not clicking I will say that the the first, so I ran into the first one, like I took a left and I ran into the first one. And it was sort of described as like going underneath what seemed like maybe a wall or something, like a wall of stone or something like that. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm like exiting the perimeter of the Pussycat Palace. Like it's the foundations or something. Oh, okay. So then, but then it continually happened. Um, The barricades make sense because Darklings at some point or Hannah like put them up um, defensively, I'm assuming. Uh, Or the Jackal Wares. But then when it continued to happen and every time with sewer, I think I suspected sooner, but was like looking for maybe a manhole or an opening or something, but also didn't ask to check. So that's my bad as well. So 
Well, and you know what? When you uh, when you ultimately did, you rolled a thirteen on your investigation yeah. check. The DC was fifteen to fi- oh, to find no. the trapdoor. So I'm like, oh fuck! And then I give you advantage too. I give you advantage on it too. And I was like, damn it! She didn't get it. Now what? Well, now I just like shatter the crap out of it and see what happens. Well, I, and I was like, yes, thank you, like heavy fisted Mia. Thank you for checking. <laughs> It's it's also what made it exciting though. On, in- well, okay, good. I'm glad because I mean it was it was awesome. You just blew it open to get to the escape. Like, yeah, and like great. we ended the session with like finding the ladder, and and like Bill and I did go to bed that night. Like, how are we going to sleep? It felt so exciting. We were so awake. There was adrenaline. It was a really, really interesting, puzzly sort of feeling that we had to get through that. Like, honestly, good yeah. job. No, I I had a lot a lot of fun running. That was very fun to play. And I'm glad it felt like that for all of you. I felt dumb after figuring it out, but I guess technically I'm the smart one and I'm willing to take credit right now. So thank you guys. You're the smartest of us idiots. So, okay. So I had, the smartest I had two, among fools. <laughs> two more notes on how risky the encounter was. This episode could have been 20 minutes because if, uh, like, because if you had just found on the first stairs investigated, well, you would have got, you would have got right out. Right. And also if, uh, Falzern had remembered that Bill had remembered that Falzern has a wand of secrets. You tap that around any <laughs> any of the stairs, you find it immediately as well. Well, you knew that wasn't going to happen. No, I, I did know. Yeah, I could basically count on that. <laughs> Not he forgets Two he problems has with it, that okay? plan, Leland. Two problems with that plan. One, it relies on Bill figuring out that there's something he needs to figure out. And two, <laughs> it relies on Bill remembering that he's got the one. I forget that you have it. But if you were to be like, I wonder, like, even to say something, we'd be like, use it. But we forget you have it. Stuck down in his bag of holding. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there underneath. Now, underneath All the, books. the antimatter it's and in the, the books. It's in the regular sack. <laughs> he knows every single book he has. Even the little pamphlets and leaflets, he knows He's got all. so many sacks. Want Too many sacks, though. honestly. The books are in my non-magical bag, remember? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> they are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Falzern has, like, you know when you enter a new city in the tourism place, you have the billboard with the pamphlets <laughs> of what you can do? He's got, like, one of those from every city he's been to now. After leaving <laughs> So the other thing we kind of chatted and I had a thought about uh, after the fact is now obviously you had Ron with you, so that means this this wouldn't have worked. But Falzern could theoretically dimension door all four, the whole party out anywhere by slapping the shackles onto Falzi's forearm. He DDs out with Shakara and Shaft and Mia go to the shackles. Boom, you got a four-person Four-person teleport, yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. son of a bitch! I didn't think about that. We did talk about it after, yeah. That's a uh, that's a uh, like yeah, that's brilliant just, use it's of called those the shackles. Screw Shikara. <laughs> you leave me behind again? No, no Falzern took takes me with you. him. Yeah, yeah, Falzern yeah. takes Shikara. But what about Brom? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. In this particular instance, like you would, yeah, you you uh, you draw short straws. Short straw stays behind. <laughs> you leave me behind again. I become part Niogi. Yeah. <laughs> Shakara's final form. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I felt pretty good that we at least figured that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't any ruckus with us coming up in the street. So that's good. Why didn't the Neogi follow us out? I don't think they want people in the city knowing they're there yet. That was a hint towards something that I just don't know. 
<laughs> right. We know there's something. We're just not picking up there, on it. They melt in the sun. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. People of Drukal don't know that they're down there. Have I seen a Niyogi in the sun? When I... Yes. I have? When they attack the tower. Okay, so then for sure it's not like they're vampires. They're, they're not vampires. Okay. No, that's it's uh, not some type of sunlight sensitivity <laughs> or aversion. <laughs> no. <laughs> but what difference would it make if the people of Drukal did know? Uh, I don't know. Oh, they're, they're, there's a Mass plan, chaos, uh, apparently. Uh, hysteria. I mean, they like to stay underground anyway, right? They've got tunnel burrowers. They're trying to stay hidden for yeah. a reason. But I wonder, do they like to stay underground because that's like their preferred habitat, or is it a more intelligent, like it's strategic? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know why Hannah wanted me. I don't know. I don't know. So we're not like Tyrion Lannister. We don't drink and know things. We just drink. We just, well, Mia doesn't, but you guys do. <laughs> Mia's whole thing, right? The hammer, the Thor, the whole the Neo whole thing. And all that thing. Okay, yeah. The whole, well, your whole backstory all relies around this happening that happened to you. So, so there must be some link with the Neogi that wants something to do with your power, or they are trying to somehow be part of get get. That I was of like that. born on that day, and then I ran into him on that day. That whole thing, yeah. There's more more to it, and they uh, somebody's. You know, the Niyogi's talking with Hannah, and Hannah put out a bounty. Well, Bronn can't believe that one Niyogi didn't stay true to his word and protect Beric. No, it was more that Bronn was like, you gave your word. You assured the town, Mia Brightwood, that the town would remain safe based on uh, your interaction with the Niyogi and you taking the Niyogi at Oh, so word. it's my fault. Okay, all right. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying that was more Bronn's But reaction. it's your fault. But it's he, was, he was like, well, you You told you us you were said. safe. Yeah, I was 19 and naive, and now I'm 20 and level 11. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun to be like... So that's a long story, and that's a long story. <laughs> that's a long... <laughs> I thought for sure Shaft was pretending to drink so that he could, you know, I don't know, do something Shafty. That's what I, I thought, thought too. for sure. Sometimes you just need to get drunk. <laughs> but drunk Shaft is a really good role player. I appreciated it. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun episode. It was just kind of a, like a a do nothing episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, RP it was like downtime. A, we need some downtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bronze quite concerned about all your friends, Mia. I know. Well, like, think about it. I'm like telling him that Samuel's our ally, but we s- stole his swords and Shaft apparently kidnapped him or like held him for rant was like gonna hold him for ransom of this bounty. I don't think he has- is worried about Falzerin. Other than that, he's quiet and doesn't say doesn't anything. Talk. And then anything you say has this ominous undertone. I was like, I was like, oh, you mean the voice you get used to? He's like, no. I'm like, she's a Dendar worshiper. What the heck? I mean, you have you have followers too. Like now that I know Dreg's involved and Hulsa and Kula and the Coven. Like we didn't even get into the Coven, and he was already annoyed with Shikara. Yeah, Shikara <laughs> abruptly left the table. <laughs> After the Coven, Coven was mentioned. It's a bit of a sore spot. I didn't expect to have the solo at the end, but I told everyone they could listen to it. It wasn't um, 
you can pretend like you don't know or whatever but uh yeah like shaft running into braun and how he met him that's interesting did you come up with that john or like how did that come about a, a long time like ago, a long we... time ago and did you say it was like just one of my family members to leland or what like how did that happen uh i wrote that sort of as the backstory i had we had i had other plans in mind on how things would sort of work out with some of the backshaft episodes but i think we sort of the story sort of steered different ways by the way the word backshaft like i'd be fine if you never said that again thanks oh well, now <laughs> now i'm gonna say it all the time <laughs> and did you say it would be Braun, my brother type thing or yeah i mean you mentioned we mentioned Braun before right um, well, I didn't know. I was like, if it's off my backstory, it's either Braun or my dad, because my brother Adder is like twelve or something, thirteen. Did you listen back to what was it, one thirty-six? I never listened back. I need to. When the beginning of one thirty-five, the road is long. Was was that backshaft with uh, okay. Braun's kidnapping? So then the listener has known it's been him. But. Well, it was even before that because uh, an episode prior to that with Killian, Shaft saw the name in the book, Brightwood. That's true. Yeah, back. that's true. Oh, that's hell, right. I don't even remember what episode that was, but that was a year and a half ago. The little that Mia knows <laughs> is that when we met, you were like, oh, Brightwood. And you were one of the people that admitted you'd heard of Brightwood. Oh, I said I'd never heard of him, is what I said in the episode. You, I said, what did you say your name was? And you said Brightwood. And I go, never heard of you. Okay, well, Elena knew that was like fake. So Well, yeah. So but. so yeah, of course. But I so I believe <laughs> that when Okay, so the backshaft episodes were episode session 66, 71, 73 and then 135. So I believe it was 73 had shaft seeing the Name Brightwood on this bounty list and wanting to go for it, and Killian saying, "No, you can't. You can't handle that." Yeah. Mm. Part of ultimately what happened when we learned in one thirty-five, Killian setting Shaft up, knowing he would take the bait, so Killian could nab Bron from Shaft and get the bounty itself. So we still haven't found Killian, right? You were asking about not yet. Yeah, he's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> interesting i really thought that Braun's perspective in our solo about he's just doing it for love was like really cute i know that Braun might have been drunk but we need to go listen to that episode he said yeah, it quite if a few you times haven't in, listened in to it he basically says that shaft is doing this for nina and like all of this is about nina the reason we're all together the reason he's like still wanting to take out the neogi is like because I said that we kind of have her essence. We got her in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we're working with the paladins that put her in that thing. And, like, you know, like, it's all for love. That's what Bron said. Mm. Well, he was drunk, too, by the way, remember? Yeah, but it just... Which I think you did a great job, Leland. <laughs> it, tugged on Mia's, it tugged on Mia's heartstrings. And, again, like, Mia knows Shaq... Shaq? Shaft has her back. Shaq has her baffed. <laughs> but hearing that just humanized him a little bit again. I don't know. And mm. and I'm not I'm not mad at I'm not mad at Shaft. It is what it You're is. You're not. Mia's not no. joked that Shaft kidnapped her brother. Because I thought that was gonna be a whole thing, but I think at one point at one point in time I think it could have been. I think I could bring it up and be snarky about it, but like 
we all need each other right now. And so it's, it's in the back burner for sure. Like, I think after everything I've been through with Shaft and seeing the whole Nina thing and your brother thing and, like, all the stuff, like, I just, there's no way that you kidnapped him, like, I mean, I guess he was. Maliciously? Well, I was going to say, I guess he was a bounty. But I'm, like, knowing that you would end up being my friend or, like, he was just some guy. He was a job. He wasn't, it wasn't personal. It's a high-paying job. You Brightwoods have a lot of money. Apparently, I don't have any of it, but. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think Mio would be mad. I just feel like we've been through too much to be upset about it. And Braun was able to sort of, like, shrug it off publicly, so. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, listeners. I think I think Shaft and Braun have a little a little wagon connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, you both got screwed over by Killian. Quite That's honestly. right. You're getting screwed. Fucker. What? <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, you both got the Shaft. Yeah, Falzern didn't have much to say at the bar. What? What? Have you thought of anything to say after re-listening, Bill? No, no questions. Not really. <laughs> Uh, what more could Falzern possibly express than other than casting his big old hand to slap? Oh, yeah. I was like thinking. What more me. could possibly be said? I was thinking, why wouldn't he just have Denny float the heels of Shaft, and then his arm could be around him? But no, he's got to cast this like six level spell or something. <laughs> Hopefully, we get a long rest. Yeah, you're going to get a long right. rest, right? In a feast. Don't let me Hopefully. forget. <laughs> I mean, how often do we actually get a long rest when we try to get a long rest? In a Just feast. carry me like on your 50% shoulder. 50% of the time. Me. I don't know what more you can want. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I'm not sure that Shaft's really hiding much from Falzern. Nope. Yeah, just from about Falzern. any of us is what I'm saying. It could have been about anything, but... I do regret breaking character and saying, like... A lot has happened in the last few months, and it's talked about levels. I said, like, something about level 11 or something. Like, I probably shouldn't have broke character. I think it was a good it was a good episode just to air some stuff out and get to know what's, you know, a little pause before what comes next. I definitely brought up Two Truths and a Lie without having Two Truths and a Lie ready, and Leland edited it out, but I waited a really long time, and he's like, I'll go. <laughs> like, there was a really long pause. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually perfect setup for Braun to try to sneak in the chaff kidnapped him. Like, yeah, like, I, yeah. I hate your Great call. setup for me. I, love I thought Hannah. you were setting me up to be able to say those, right? I thought that's the plan, Leland, right? <laughs> and that's why I sort of played it off and went, I don't know how to play Shoot, you go first. <laughs> Seven lies and a truth. It's like, what? I don't know. It just felt natural to bring up a drinking game, I guess. But then I didn't have anything to make into a game. That nah, was good. That was good. And now what? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, what happens next? We needed a bit of decompression time, which the party got. Yeah. We got rid of an NPC. One down. <laughs> yeah, but we gained one though, so it was like we're even. Oh, no. <laughs> That's my fault. I let one go. That's true. We gained Brown. Although I don't know how strong he is. Like maybe a good rest to wake up and have seventh He's level be at spells. Least level Fifteen or eighteen. Yeah, probably guess. twenty, right? <laughs> He's level twenty-three. Or Setting up a whole temple. He's got to be level twenty. Come on. Yeah. 
You can't have to establish a foothold. He's not building the thing out of his pants. <laughs> well, I can tell him about all the followers I have from the paladins. and. Oh, you should introduce him to uh, what's-his-face <laughs> and who's it, who's it. Who's it and what's-his-face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forget their names. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, what 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 is the party expecting to happen tomorrow? I mean, you're going to Samuel arrives tomorrow, right? I guess we'll just go to the towers. The tower. Nothing bad. I imagine we'll meet with him, and he'll. Sally has an amulet, so she'll give it to him. And he'll cast locate object, find his missing swords on you, his books. We all. all <laughs> no, I was no, gonna say no, we no, all no, agree no, no, that no. we're. <laughs> we found the books, and we did. We hide the swords. Hide the swords, <laughs> and then he will be mad because he won't have the cipher. What's to help find yeah. the armor. Like, so he needs the amulet, uh, but uh. he also needs a cipher. I mean, oh, Bill, you're being facetious. Sorry. Okay. I thought you were being goldfish again. What cipher? Slow blips oh, don't translate the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listener, he was slow blinking like a white man jiffing at me. Yeah. It's a gif, by the way. Jiff! <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, no, um... Uh, we may have a solution for that. Oh gosh, we oh, talked okay. about Can it. You explain? On Mike, You're gonna drop we? the book behind the the inn. No, no, Just we talked the about tickly, the swords. Drop the book. Oh yeah. So the, what are you yeah. gonna do with the cipher? Uh, I want to hear. I I don't. Am I allowed uh, to hear? What's how do you know we we have a cipher? <laughs> we basically know you have the cipher. We know. I've never I've never seen a cipher. Never heard of a cipher. Don't even You've know got... what a cipher is. We've got a bunch of books. You you guys are welcome to go through them if you want to. Okay, so maybe he has a cipher. So if Samuel has a cipher, he gets the amulet, and he'll tell us where the missing piece of armor is, and then we'll head off into yes, the mountains I'm, to our certain I'm doom. I'm just concerned <laughs> that we don't doom. get our swords taken away from us. <laughs> At least he's going to die with his oozes, you know? If they're in the bag of holding, he can't locate that item. I really like the way object, you say right? holding. He won't be able to... <laughs> holding <laughs> oh my goodness leave her alone is that true though if it's in a bag of holding it locate object no it's work. in the bag of holding it's on a <laughs> yeah it's it's holding it in a different plane of existence <laughs> I got you. Oh, okay I love you Emily sorry <laughs> yeah that it's makes sense I guess because it's you gotta pull it into your bag of holding. <laughs> you, got a wolf, you got a wolf in there too? And a wolf. And a dog. A wolf. You got a wolf and a, a dog. Wolf and a dog in the roof. And a pool. Pool it. All right. Well, late. the way I see it, worst, worst case Ontario. Worst case Ontario. Uh... <laughs> That was your whole joke, Bill? That was it. Right. There was no wall on it. I thought there was going to be legit. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a little concerned about how Samuel's arrival is going to play out, to be honest. Because you have a cipher. We know you have it. You can't prove that, but even if I did have a cipher... <laughs> Regardless of that whole situation, just like, I don't know, man, he seems dangerous and we're giving him something to make him more dangerous. Well, he's going to have everything he needs. Yeah. 
for global domination. Do you think Leland would write a campaign where it all culminates to just a TPK from yes. our allies? Hundred <laughs> percent. I would. I gotta write that down. Yes. That's a great idea. It's the longest con. Yeah, the longest blue light special con of all time. <laughs> so, so what do we know? If Samuel comes back and he doesn't have all the stuff that he needs, what did he say he was going to do? Uh, I don't know. He didn't say. Crank up the tower, right? Oh, oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. True. Powered up. And what else was he going to do? Kill us. No. Well, maybe, but he didn't specifically say. I think that, that was if we didn't find the ammunition. He's going to. They've got all the boats and everything coming over. The flying right? ships. Yep. What and what is he going to do with them? Attack the mountains. Attack the mountains. So the only difference is he doesn't have the ability to find the what the gauntlets and chest plate. Chest plate. Powering up the tower identifies or helps him find these items. So... Allegedly. Although it hasn't yet. He could power it up and then literally find that it's on your possession. He has other pieces of armor already. I mean, he started out with one that he's always had, but then he has other pieces. He's only missing two pieces. And armor has more than two than three pieces right. to it. Yeah. He, has, he has the boots. So he's found the boots with the tower, we can assume. Hmm. Sammy okay. and Boots. All I'm saying is if he powers up the tower and we tell him or he, we don't have something and then he powers it up and finds it on our person. I don't think the tower would find the cipher. Like, how do we know? Well, I mean, he, Samuel has indicated that he uses the towers to locate the pieces of arm, the armor of Kalar itself. He hasn't mm-hmm. mentioned anything else other than that as far as their function goes. And we don't know how precisely it pinpoints these things either. Well, I think you can you can assume that it's not very precise because there have been more than just a single tower when he's got just the boots and he's missing the. I mean, he was before you recovered it missing the amulet. Uh, although you, um, I don't know if your characters know, but obviously the amulet was recovered in the Phalaren Forest as a result of using the towers there. Right, and that's where Bryn stole it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So there's the the helm, the amulet. The gauntlets, the chest plate, and the boots. That's the full set. For listeners out there, Bryn's backstory was that they stole the amulet off of Hank Appleby's, right? Then he came chasing us down, looking for the amulet. What's the... Prince Charmington was looking for it. Bryn kills him. Prince Charmington III had it. Had it. In the wagon Had it in the wagon while we killed him, and we didn't get it off his body or something? Like, how did we not... Believable. We weren't looters back no, then. No, yeah, you didn't pilfer through his, through the belongings. So it got pilfered by Darklings, which is how Hannah got it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right, exactly. Man, it's mind boggling <laughs> to think of that. Love how it's all connected, and hate. I did too. It. <laughs> I think it's great. Well, we're gonna find out what happens next with you, listener. We haven't played yet, so. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had snagged the amulet? All oh, dude. Back then, like, what would have happened? Well, Man. he already told us what the amulet does. It's pretty freaking powerful. But we wouldn't have known that uh, Samuel was looking for it, and we would have walked in to him wearing oh, yeah. it. One of us wouldn't have been wearing it. Pretty sure he would have recognized mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we could have killed Izzy with it earlier or something. I mean, I don't, tr- truly, I don't believe that there has been any part throughout the Aspara journey where the party 
really wanted to actually kill Isabella. No, he I might wanna, have pretended no, a little wanna, bit, no. but I you've never Mia wanted has. to really I still want kill to. Izzy. No, no, no. Mia <laughs> 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 might say that to herself every time before she goes to bed every night. She but does. Subconsciously, she's like in love with she Izzy. Reads, just like she memorizes, else. recites the list of people that she wants to kill. Yeah. <laughs> That's very different than how Mia started this with this party, but maybe <laughs> she's turning into Bryn yeah but the first thousand names on the list is just Niyogi yeah <laughs> and then you get the <laughs> Niyogi number one Niyogi 99 Niyogi's on the wall <laughs> you shatter one down you shatter pass it around 98 Niyogi's and enemies on the wall well I'm excited to see Sammy again I'm not Sam- Sammy should be happy for it we- we've done everything he asked us to do you have you as far as you know. You, I mean, you you you've gotten the amulet. You delivered on what he set you out to. You accomplished a task. We could have a shopping episode faster than what he expected too. Yeah. That's right. We got turned it right in. Yeah, payment. Yeah. Let's spend it. Let's go. Crazy. Yeah, we're at least gonna have some uh, funds injected into our bank accounts, so that's good. Yeah. What was the what was the agreement? Platinums. We already got it. There was no, there was no, there was no agreement. It was different for each of you. Shakara was in it for the eyes. Mia was in it to kill the Niyogi. Falzerner was in it because he's Falzerner, and Shaft was the one that was in it for money. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. So there was no amount. You're just in the employment of Samuel Colton. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll have to bring that up when we talk. <laughs> yeah, you do that. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see how the where the swords are. <laughs> We'll see where the swords lie. I want to go to like a sorcerer so that I can be flying all the time and my wings are not only a minute a day. Sometimes all you need is a minute a day. Oh, all right. A lot can happen in a minute. Anything else we want to talk about with these three? Anything we want to talk about uh, before we get off here from just a anything perspective? IPCon. Yes, yes, yes. Sign up for IPCon. Get your free t-shirt if you do it before That's right. or win. Before uh, I believe August first, August. right? August first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go to the website, check it out, see the place. It's pretty awesome. Indoor pool, double jacuzzis. Hannah will be there getting the tub. Hannah's Hannah. gonna be there. Food provided. Games brought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun will be mm-hmm. had by some. Damn it! Now I want to hire an actress or named else. Hannah. <laughs> Just to come, just to come sit in the hot tub. <laughs> uh, Role playing Hannah hmm. might happen, Wait, but it is in Hawking Hills, so you don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> come on, boys, get in the hot tub. <laughs> holding, it's a hot tub of holding. <laughs> it can hold all you boys. <laughs> I'll be in the other hot tub. <laughs> You're actually gonna get in it this time? We'll see about it. With Big B's yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> Big B. I just met him. And his magic missile. Okay, alright, I'm done. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap it up. I've been Shaft and John. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena. I play Mia. I've been Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy chasing. <laughs> Semi chasing. <laughs> <laughs>
three, two, one. Okay, Emily was good. like half a minute. I got behind. distracted and almost forgot to clap. <laughs> Have you already what? been in the meat? <laughs> That's time some short term really. memory. <laughs> one, two, buckle my shoe. Oh, three. <laughs> <laughs>